Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 53rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have a ton of news, a great first birthday chat with Jennifer Tarek, Matt Prody, Stephen Hurl, James Hawkins, and Dan Curran, all in one place to discuss the fun we've had this past year, as well as a ton of other topics. During that segment, I have an announcement that I am really excited for you to hear, but also maybe by the time you got around to listening to this, you may already know. I also have a segment to discuss that announcement, a fun audio clip featuring Ariana Richards and Joe Mazzello from 1993, and we'll wrap it up with a giveaway segment. It's our big first birthday episode, and it's really been a great year of podcasting. Now, we've released one episode every week for the past year, and now it's time to celebrate. Hopefully you've enjoyed the content and consider it quality programming for all things Jurassic Park. I'm really happy to have brought you this podcast each week for the past year. So, like I said, we have a big episode ahead of us, so why don't we get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. Starting June 1st, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and Jurassic Park 3 will be available on Netflix. This Wednesday, you'll be able to stream the first three films in the series whenever you want. So that's great news. The bad news, however, is that our spouses, friends, and family will have to endure us watching them constantly. Head over to our show notes to find a link containing those three films, as well as many others coming this June. Recently, Comcast CFO Michael Cavanaugh was speaking about NBC Universal's animation deal expiring with Fox and the possibility of distributing in the future with DreamWorks Animation. And he made a pretty interesting statement. After 2017, the studio will be able to focus animation in-house and said this about their possibilities. So we will be able to take, subject to it making sense, our intellectual property like Jurassic World or other properties, and as DreamWorks has done, create kids animation for TV. So while it isn't a confirmation, It is telling us that the idea of an animated Jurassic World show is on their minds. We'll have to wait until after 2017 to see what is on their minds, but I do think they will try to expand the series around the release of the fifth film. Will this TV series tie into the ongoing story? Eh, probably not. But it would still be great to have another outlet for us fans. Thanks to Josh at Nublar7 and JP Legacy for the find. You can find a link to the full article in the show notes. (laughs) 
LiveScience.com recently had the chance to sit down with Jack Horner at the Liberty Science Center in New Jersey. How did I miss this, by the way? I would have went. Uh, anyway, he sat down with LiveScience.com for a Q&A focusing on his first fossil finds, his struggles with dyslexia and college, and his work in the Jurassic series. It's a really great piece, and uh, come to think of it, I don't know if the website is Life Science or Live Science. Either way, head to our show notes to find a link to the article. Have you ever wanted to traverse the Jurassic Seas to track ancient creatures such as the Mosasaurus and the Megalodon, all to help save the future? Well, now's your chance. Time Machine is a newly released VR game that simulates the Jurassic era in hopes to save humanity from extinction. The secret to save humankind lies in the past, all while you are immersed in VR. It looks like a really cool game, and I've been hearing some really good things. I've included a link in the show notes to check out their website, weareminority.com, where you can find more info, a launch trailer, and all the different ways to play. As of this recording, I don't have any further info, but it looks like Chronicle Collectibles will be releasing pre-order info today, Monday, May 30th, for their T-Rex breakout maquette. The previews they've shown so far make this thing look incredible. The accuracy and the detail is insane. Head over to ChronicleCollectibles.com to find out more information and make the pre-order. It may be a bit pricey, but you won't want to miss it. Oh, there it is. There it is. DinosaurStop.com has a great giveaway going on right now, where you could win a hybrid FX Tyrannosaurus Rex, Owen Alpha with Velociraptor Blue Set, a Jurassic World Slap Band, and a replica park map. Now that's an absurd amount of stuff for having to do so little. So all you have to do is either subscribe to their YouTube channel and comment on the giveaway video, or you can go to their Facebook, like their page, and comment on the giveaway post. That's two ridiculously simple ways to enter. So make sure to head over to DinosaurStop.com to find out more information on the contest and the prizes. Let's open up the doors to the Visitor Center, where Jennifer Jarrett, Matt Prody, Steve Hurl, James Hawkins, and Dan Caron join me to celebrate the podcast's first birthday. Well, this week is the one-year anniversary that we've been putting together this podcast, so I figured we'd assemble some of the regulars here for a bit of a, a birthday celebration. Uh, so I have here for you today Matt Prody, Stephen Hurl, James Hawkins, and Jennifer Tarek, and hopefully somebody else uh, coming in in a few minutes. We'll see. Uh, but I want to start off by thanking you all for being a major part of this podcast. And, uh, you know, I'd have to say it'd be pretty boring just, you know, if you just heard me talking every week, you know, for about an hour. But, uh, you know, each one of you has been there to record, at, you know, at a moment's notice on any random topic. Uh, so thank you guys. And uh, guess what? You guys have been listened to in over 75 countries. Can you believe that? Wow. No. no. That's pretty Happy impressive. Happy anniversary. That's, that's, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. It's been a year already. Yeah, it's, it's, crazy. it's crazy how long it's been. And and just to do this every week and then you know if I ever need somebody on you guys are always there um, and the fact that we've been listened to so widely I never could have expected that to have so much input from people like you and, and people from all around the country it's really awesome yeah I think it's more amazing, amazing now we still have stuff to talk about yeah <laughs> yes yeah, exactly once a week yeah that's amazing yeah 
I, I think yeah, that's it's a, a, it's a it's a deep mind. This this show. <laughs> I think that's the funny part because people, you know, once they find out about the podcast, they're like, "How how is there a Jurassic Park podcast that you could talk about that stuff every week or or how, however often?" Uh, they always find it pretty crazy that it's uh, actually a thing. You know what it is, though? It's the different yeah. perspectives and the different people in the community. Everyone has a different angle, and they all could provide different things and topics. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all, obviously, like, everyone does something different, don't they? Like, um, look at me and Steve. We don't just... We, we focus more on the, on the Minecraft side of it than we do the, the, the talking side. So everything's different i guess everyone offers something different don't they and then gives you something to talk about yeah so uh, let me start yeah. off by asking this question here it's kind of like overall but like what draws you guys into podcasting like what what made you guys uh kind of step up and, and say you want to be part of this uh let's start let's see i gotta ask the, yeah i gotta to remember go i gotta remember who to who to direct questions to because there is so many people here. i'm used to just having <laughs> one person on at a time at once. No, I'm first. <laughs> i know i just talk, talk at once and over each other all right matt let's great. ask you that question what draws you into podcasting uh what draws me into podcasting is the fact that i've been podcasting before yeah so i already had the setup so when the idea came across i said well yeah i just have to turn it on and answer someone else's phone call and have them record it so i'm down with it <laughs> yeah and no, i remember no. i remember like when we first uh skyped like one of the first times we were talking about equipment and just how how tough equipment is in podcasting yeah yeah or how uh expensive it can be if you want to want it to sound good and you want it to sound good but you don't want to spend that money so <laughs> especially since this is mostly done for you know retweets and smiles not, exactly. not any sort of real cra- and not any sort of real money <laughs> wait i didn't um i didn't cut you guys your checks yet oh, i'm sorry i'll have to get them out oh, i got to get them out i'm sorry it's in the post oh, i'm sorry Blackery. and the royal post is really is really expensive so you better be uh <laughs> better be ready to pay that for those guys. <laughs> and it takes forever to get from New Jersey to Pennsylvania, so yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I sent them out, like, back last Maybe. June, so it, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, I think it's more of the fact that I just, I like listening to other people's opinions and um, in, info and stuff that they that they know, that they can share, that you know, not everyone knows about, really. And like all the latest news, like Brad, you you find out lots of latest news, anything to do with Jurassic, don't you? Yeah. So when your episodes, you've got your little news bit at the beginning, like it's cool because not everyone's aware of that around the world that all yeah. this sort of stuff's going on. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I think it's just a good get together, good laugh, um, gets you to meet other people as well. Like, look what we're doing now, for example, to mm-hmm. like three Americans and. That's Brits. <laughs> so, I mean, it gives you... Uh, make friends and that, and that's cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and that point you bring up about the news, like, I, I always take for granted that that we know this stuff, like, as soon as it happens and, and people are, are tweeting about it and reporting it on their own websites, and we always take it for yeah. granted that, that we know this stuff. But there are people out there that, that aren't on Twitter constantly or aren't, are not on, you know, any social media that are finding this news. So, I think it's good to... to remember that when I'm doing the news and I always forget that when I'm putting it together but uh, I'll try to remember it from now on yeah I think, I think it's, just, it's in, I think it's important to keep the um, you're, you're almost like marketing Jurassic Park and Jurassic World without meaning to really aren't you 
Yeah, I guess you, you can put it that it, way. Because <laughs> we're spreading word of mouth, aren't we? We're spreading yeah. word of mouth and letting people know there is, like, it's not just a film. Like, there is more to it. Mm-hmm. And, and you're keeping it alive, still... too. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah, that's uh, what draws me in, anyway. Yeah, well, Steve, what about you? Steve? I know you guys work together on, on your, your podcast and your Minecraft stuff. So what draws you in to doing your own podcast? Yeah, pretty much the uh, views and opinions of everyone else. A lot of people have different views of how they see Jurassic Park, Jurassic World and stuff. So it's interesting to see what they got out of the movies and stuff. And also we all have different hobbies on the side of this. So it's always nice to see people, you know, expressing their views either through music or creating stuff, drawings, pictures and stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's part of the fun part is assembling all these these creative talents of, of everybody. And I, I always like to put on um, people who do music or, or stuff like that and, and kind of spotlight on them. Yeah. And, I mean, each one of you guys do something, so it's always fun to spotlight on that as well. So it's it's cool to bring everybody together in, in one spot so uh, so you can, you know, share this with the world. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. All right, Jen, Who's you're next, up. Jen? <laughs> right, you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Um, I had no idea what a podcast was until I got in the Smallville fandom, which I was so into. And that was, what, 2004, 2003? Yeah, and I taught my first experience with podcasts. So I listened to their podcasts from Smallville, two different ones. And then the Jurassic cast, I started listening to them way when they first started. Mm-hmm. And um, then I started my own for Enlightened, which was a Laura Dern TV show that I loved so much, so much that I had to do a podcast on it because I loved it so much. So I started my own. And then I joined one with my friend for Disney. She did one on Disney movies. So this is my third podcast that I've been a part of. (laughs) But it's been amazing. I love them. I didn't know what they were at first. And now, just as everyone said, it's amazing to hear different points. And if you love something so much, you want to hear people talk about it, every possible aspect of it and their opinions. So that's why I love it, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. And I'm honored to be on your anniversary special. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I just wanted to kind of get everybody together to just talk about our own experience with with the past year and everything, and not just the podcasting aspect. But um, so you know, I, I thought it was really cool to kind of get everybody together. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, podcasting is so widespread, and there's so many different topics and genres and and styles of podcasting and. And even in our own community here, we have like four different kinds or, or maybe even more at this point. Um, so it's really cool to hear that and, and to be able to listen to each one of them as as a very different experience. Yeah. Hey, Jen, you had a good experience with uh, the Bryce thing, didn't you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm in dreamland. I don't know. I don't even know what's happening every day. Every day. Something <laughs> isn't... I go to my email and I'm like, what is this? What is my life? <laughs> I don't know. I've been so blessed. I can't even explain. I, it, I, every every day I'm like this. I'm just waiting to wake up. It's been amazing. Still amazing. The future is amazing. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Could not have predicted this. Uh, that that is amazing. So, and, and in the past year, you can't you can't just like you said predict anything like that. So, oh. is there anything in in the rest of your guys' like life in the past year that kind of like surprised you or, or anything like that? You know, it could be anything pertaining to the films or or your personal life. Basically, all of it. So let them go. <laughs> Basically, everything. <laughs> everything. My goodness. Oh, put me on the spot now. I can't think. Rough. Right okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, you went, you went back to Disney, didn't you? Yeah, went to. Um... Universal Studios and saw the Jurassic Park land again 
and yeah. just seeing all that sort of bring back the feeling of like yes i love these films so yeah. i was really happy with that i agree yeah i went there as well and it's just so cool to get immersed in it and to be a part of that land and you know while it's it's vastly different than what we know from the films and everything it's still really cool to to kind of immerse yourself in that land and yeah, as soon as you walk through the, the music, gates you hear and... the music exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly <laughs> well, they, that's all that's well, the only they, place um... you need to be Weren't they still playing the, the Jurassic theme when you was like outside King Kong? Yeah, because um, they're building King Kong right next to the Jurassic Park bit. Mm. And so it's sort of a mix of I can see King Kong, but I can hear Jurassic Park music. I'm thinking this is actually <laughs> And then on the epic. other end, you could see the Harry Potter castle through the gates, which totally ruins it. Yeah. I hate that the castle was inside. <laughs> yeah, they need to grow their trees a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I think they need a um, an Indominus Rex uh, sculpt thing like they have the yeah. Spider and T Rex, aren't they? They definitely need one of them. Yeah, just like they have, yeah, they have the them. Spinos and T Rex and the different vehicles. They need that that Indominus with the gyrosphere out front. That would be so awesome. Oh, how how have they so not good. done that yeah. already? They should have had that ready. You know, when the film debuted back, you know, last June. Having the opportunity to sit in the gyrosphere for a photo op. Wow, perfect. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You know, they don't let you get close to these vehicles usually. There's like a little rope or something around them. But that would be yeah. an awesome one to, to kind of get in and sit. And maybe there's like a little video of, of Jimmy Fallon playing on the dash. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> See, maybe they have the same problem we do with news because it's so we're so used to the news and we're, we don't know what's new to people. Mm-hmm. And so for them, they're like, oh, we've seen this thing a million times. No one cares about this vehicle but they don't probably realize from our perspective it's the greatest thing in the world but to them it's yeah. just yeah. another prop doesn't matter yeah everyone's seen it yeah yeah it's the, it's the same with the harry potter know. stuff really though isn't it like not everyone not, it's not everyone's cup of tea so going to the whole kingdom of harry potter they just walk through it thinking oh god this is so busy <laughs> what is the big deal about but yeah. to us well i'm a big harry potter fan so to me it'd be like i can't this is brilliant <laughs> yeah Do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I know. Especially it's not... where we don't really get stuff like that over here mm-hmm. in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be everything, everybody, uh, everybody's cup of tea, like you said. And but Jurassic is so widespread, so you'd think they'd have some sort of update in there since the movie came out. But we got nothing, and it was kind of disappointing. I mean, no. the, the park itself is great; I love it. Um, but aside from you know, uh, Steve, you probably just saw it. There's a, just a bunch of banners and stuff hung up uh, pertaining to Jurassic World <coughs> with that kind of theme. But there's nothing. Uh, in particular, you know, Jurassic World. No, it's hardly hardly changed since the last time I went about eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of sad. Especially when, especially it's frustrating when you see what like the uh, Singapore one and um, is it Singapore? Yeah, they've got yeah, yeah like that new Pteranodon ride and, oh, and well, big I think fountains that Singapore, and stuff. They look Singapore's. They they have some stuff there, but that one is. Um, uh, just Japan, I think they have uh, the Universal. Oh, Japan is yeah. it? Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, well, somewhere in that side of the world, I think <laughs> there's got some good. Yeah, they've got some good, uh, good stuff that we could that they could have in the US. I think would be quite cool. Yeah, Matt, have you been to yeah. any of these uh, parks? I have. I've been to the one in. I've been to both the one in Florida and the one in um, California. The one in California much longer ago, but the one in Florida was awesome to go to because I went like when Harry Potter was still on fire. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. Harry Potter, we, we ran to, we got there as the park open, we ran there 
did everything in, in Harry Potter world as quickly as we could. And then we were totally by ourselves through the rest of Islands of Adventure. So we yeah, just meandered cool. through Jurassic Park. You know, we walked like the longest part of getting onto the ride was the fact that we had to walk to the front of the line. Like we had to <laughs> yeah. walk through the oh, whole really? thing, but no one was there. Yeah. What time of the year did you go? Uh, we were there in January. Uh, yeah, that's a good time. I've been I've been in September before, and well, I've only been once, but that was the time I went. And uh, it seemed uh, that was 2009, and Harry Potter was still being built when I went, which was really frustrating, actually. Oh, um, and that, yeah. And, it, and I got straight onto the rides as well. Maybe it is just certain time of the year that you go. We yeah, go every yeah, well, year in December, and um, I and since we go every year in December, uh, I went the year Harry Potter opened, and I guess it opened in like June, and we were there six months later. Yeah. You had to get a fast pass to enter the land because it was so yeah, fast. Mad. Yeah, they they, they, they are actually like closing at, off that part. Yeah, you had to get a fast pass. That's I think it was like that for crazy. two years, maybe. Wow, does that ruin experience though, where there's so many people? Yes, it, it was. You couldn't it, move. It, yeah. it was the capacity. You were shoulder to shoulder. You couldn't mm. do anything. Couldn't see anything. It's a little bit uh, taxing on your <laughs> on your emotions. You just like, it's like walking through a really crowded bar the entire time. Oh, but yeah. instead of drunk people, they're children for the most part. <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> or annoying. really enthusiastic adults <laughs> pushing yeah, all children out of the way. Actually. Yeah, you know, there's there's Kids some good good and bad aspects of Harry Potter being right there. Like you guys said, at one you know at one point it it um it disperses everybody. So when you go to Jurassic uh, Park, there there's not many people. But at the same time, it kind of you know it takes away the people from Jurassic Park, so it makes it seem not as popular of an area. So I hope they they don't you know forget that aspect that Harry Potter's drawing right next to Jurassic Park, and they don't just like remove things from there i hope they continue to kind of build it out and and make it better even though they just added combo so that was jurassic's um expansion pad though yeah and so was kong that was their two expansion pads i know so that's it (laughs) yeah i mean i've heard rumors and stuff but who knows how likely they are of them like demolishing certain aspects of that area and kind of just restarting um but who knows what's going to happen there I mean, I'm hoping they're going to lose the Marvel Park and and then they'll have a whole other island to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, they they might do that, you know, eventually. Who knows? I mean, they just rebranded the Hulk coaster um, to Hulk again. But yeah, it looks great again. Um, But, you know, who knows how much money they're going to invest in, uh, you know, demolishing everything soon. But I don't know. They can at least retheme it. It is green. You can take that into Jurassic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I had. um... That um, Brad, did I tell you about the, my idea of what I would do with the Islands of Avenger? It's possible. Did I tell you about Go the, ahead. That, did I tell you? Oh, I, don't know if I, I don't know what you guys think of this. I think obviously Steve knows. He spoke to me about it before. Um, if they was to build out onto the lagoon and mm-hmm. make like a main street, I thought that would be pretty cool. And where the innovation yeah. centre is would be where the visitor centre would be at the mm-hmm. moment. They would basically close that section and just rebuild it and make it to more like Jurassic World. So these then, like all the guys, like, I think it's just a perfect opportunity to just sell, 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 sell. Mm-hmm. And you think they could open loads of shops, loads of bars, restaurants, like, and make it actually how 
um, it is in the film because yeah. we didn't get to see much of it in the film, did we? And everyone, everyone's like, oh, I really wish we could go inside the restaurants and see a bit more of the... That could be the perfect opportunity for it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a good idea and I don't understand why they don't jump at the opportunity, really. They have that bridge that bypasses Harry Potter that they could uh, totally use as mm-hmm. well. So I don't know why yeah. they don't build off of that even. And they, I know they've got the license for Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, haven't they? So they could move that into the park. <laughs> oh yeah, this yeah. one on City Walk. If they're allowed to sell, if they're allowed to sell alcohol in the parks, I'm not sure. Exactly. Yeah, I think they are. Like, they don't even need to sell alcohol, though, do they? They could just sell like mocktails and things. Just yeah. like almost, well, you know, not not al- alcoholic stuff, but it's yeah. Just, if they if they made oh, an experience, no brainer for me. If they made a ride experience for you to run across Main Street with two margaritas in your hand, I think people would wait in line for that. <laughs> yeah, two-hour queue for that. Make one. it a photo op and everything. Yeah, no, I think people would kill for that. That that would be so fun. And you get, yeah, and and James, like you said, like they need to reinvigorate that area with shops and different things because it, when you get in there, it is kind of, I hate to say it, but it's kind of boring. Like there's nothing going on. You kind of have to find yeah, just, experiences for yourself. Yeah, just picture yeah. like you you go inside and it's got the um, as Jurassic World turns playing mm. as you're walking around it. It's just that will, mm. I think will add to the experience so much more. And I have and, feel, yeah, I want it. <laughs> yeah. See, boom! I'm glad I've got you on board. <laughs> I'm on. Let's I'm already building it. I'm already there building it. Yeah, I've I've always had this like this crazy dream idea that they they knock down um, the the Men in Black stuff over in the other park, the the Universal yeah. Studios. Oh, no, park. no, 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 no. I love Men in Black. Oh, Don't come take on. it away. It, it's, it's Back so to the lame. Future's already gone. Do not take my Men in Black. <laughs> well, I, I gotta say, The Simpsons is pretty terrible as well. That I, I hated that jaws, ride. I, I mourn my jaws. Okay, Simpsons, you could take. Yeah. All right. And well, the, the ride's good though. Wherever, whatever they take on somewhere on that side of the park, I thought it would be fun to add that like tram style experience like you have for Harry Potter, where you go between the parks. But mm. you know, do that obviously with a monorail for Jurassic World, and then you go from the Jurassic Park to the new Jurassic World. I thought that would be awesome. Don't they oh, have that whole plot where the old Hard Rock Cafe was, like way in the back? They still uh, have that. I think. I don't know. I know there's there's some some expansion, but not a ton. But I don't know. What they about used to the have where, a tram um, back there. What's what's where you know where Jaws ride used to be? Where what's there now? Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, Harry Potter. London and Diagon Alley. Oh, they've just built over the, where Jaws is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, right. Oh. I actually thought that was still in the lines of adventure. No. <clears throat> no, I think oh. you can sort you can see like some remnants of the area and everything, but it's it's very different now. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely gone. The only problem Being I have with that idea is the fact that you have to buy two tickets like to go to both Harry Potter parks. <laughs> yeah, see, that's yeah. where they get you. They, they know what they're you. doing. Yeah. yeah. And we'll pay it because we're idiots. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm um, not sure our UK ticket options are for just one park. So I think ours is just automatic includes the park. Oh, really? Copies. Huh. Okay. Oh yeah, so it's just one oh. one cost. Yeah, I I did have that last time I went. I had a park hopper thing. You could just go in one and out the other. Yeah. Yeah, they're constantly restructuring all the the pricing and everything. So who knows what it'll be next time we all go? Yeah. The only thing that annoys me with uh, Universal what? is the you have to pay for fast passes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, and, like, you and stay... they're like ninety pound each or something, Steve. 
or something. Uh, Ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine dollars. What's that about? Sixty quid or something. Something like that. Yeah. Better off just staying. Still quite dear, isn't it? That's a joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, but but when I go down there, I always tend to go to Disney, so I, I'm not staying in a Universal yeah. hotel. I feel like Universal is kind of like really, a one-day yeah. event. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on here to Jurassic World. It's been uh, just about a year since Jurassic World was released, and you know there are so many people hating on this film. It seems to be growing, in fact. Uh, but you know, Steve, how does this film sit with you after nearly a full year? Um. I still watch it quite a lot, actually, and um, <laughs> I really do love it. Yeah. I mean, it's got a lot of things that I needed in a film, and um, probably one of my best scenes of uh, Jurassic World is the Ankylosaurus battle with the IREX. Yeah. Probably yeah. My... Hmm? Just, I can still remember sitting in the cinema watching that and thinking, this is awesome. <laughs> it's such a and, brutal um, sequence. Oh, God. Look, there's yeah. four dinosauruses. <laughs> Brilliant. I love yeah, Harry's. Um, to be fair, I love it. I love Harry. Just doesn't care, Zach. He just haven't got. He just not at all. At all, does <laughs> nah. he? Nope. It's funny. And even no, a just... year on, I still watch this film and go, "Yeah, they've done it well." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's and... different things that I think that you appreciate the more you watch it. Really. Yeah, it's one of those films that will age very well. Like I could watch it in 20 years, the same. Yeah, the same I could watch Jurassic Park 20 years on and go, I love it. Plus it has like eight climaxes in it. Every time you think that's the climax, there's another one after it. it Exactly. Building. Yeah. If you were to watch it for the, if you were to watch it for the first time, you're not sure. Is this the penultimate climax? Is this the end of it? And then something else happens. You think, no way. Yeah, do you know the only thing I wished, the one thing I wished that they didn't do with the marketing side of it was um, when they played the the trailers, they posted the trailers on, I wish they wouldn't have revealed the Mosasaurus because I don't, although there obviously there was talk of it being in the film because of obviously all the the websites and um, pictures of it being, you know, online with that on the the official Jurassic World website where you can click on each dinosaur sort mm. of thing. Um, but seeing it coming out of the water, I think, should have been held back. Because I think in a cinema, in a, especially in like, like an IMAX cinema, mm, yeah. that would have been like a, a wow moment. If, But people had already completely like adjusted to the fact that there's a big Mosasaurus and it was up and over within, what, 30 seconds? And yeah. then it's forgotten about. I know they brought it back at the end, which which I thought was a really good idea. <laughs> um, but you forget about it instantly. And I think if, if if that hadn't have been shown beforehand, by the time they showed it in the film, I think people would be like, did you see the size of that thing? You wouldn't want to sit so close to the front, would you? So <laughs> anyway, that's just my opinion mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, I think like that with the sound design in that sequence, the the roar that that thing makes and the splashing and, yeah. and the sound of the wire coming unhinged, like it, that would have been awesome to experience, like completely blind, like going in there with no clue. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel the promotional I, I, people because I mean you got to show something to get yeah. people into it. Yeah. I think you've got to be clever with it though, Jen. That's I think like like the, the way they sort of in the film, I think they. They did the build-up for the Indominus really, really well. Like, you only saw mm-hmm. bits of it. 
you didn't see it full. It took like that's where I think it did well with mirroring Jurassic Park. It took about an hour before the first attack, really roughly, maybe forty minutes. And um, and I think that helped with it to sort of you know mm-hmm. a big reveal until we went into the into the enclosure and ran out. Um, yeah, I was but, watching. Uh, I was mm-hmm. watching. I think uh, yesterday or or two days ago, and I was just. Like looking at the pacing of that film, that film is like paced so well. I feel like just like st- from the start, it's just constantly moving. There's like no lulls. It just goes from from one part to the next, and it it really like you know pounds the pavement, and it's so thrilling. Doesn't feel yeah, rushed. It doesn't feel rushed. Yeah, I think what helps that is the fact that there's a lot going on on in one place. Mm-hmm. Like you think you've got the ACU side of it, and while that's happening, they flick to the control room, but the general public doesn't have a clue about any of this stuff that's going on. So then they'd flick to Gray and um, Zach. Do you see what I mean? And, and all, all that pacing, you kind of... It helps you keep up with the film, but where they're going backwards and forwards, I think it helps sort of... Um, so it doesn't make it feel rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's... Yeah. Matt, what do you think about it after all this time? I, I still like the film, and I and I can't believe people are still uh, ragging on it as much as they are. Like Ugh. I recently was on Twitter, and this girl did like a a um, God, she was uh, tweet. Uh, what's what's the thing when you tweet all the time when you're watching it? Live tweet, live tweet. There you go. She live tweeted <laughs> it, and and apparently she's uh, she's a paleontologist, and she was just ripping it apart. And I'm just like, I wanted to jump in there, but I don't all at the same time and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna read this and I'm just gonna keep it to myself and we're gonna move on with my life because I can't I can't uh, always wade in and <clears throat> and you know just get into these fights on the internet it makes me crazy <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that's I'll, that's I'll been the hardest that part <laughs> that's been the hardest part recently because all this hate you know comes yeah. out it's it all these different videos are popping up like talking badly about the film and, and and then I just I can't even watch them because it really hurts. Like I'm just like why why are you guys making fun of this? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like it's one of the biggest mm-hmm. movies of all time. I, I guess maybe that's really why. Like because it was so big, but it, it just really kind of mm-hmm. hurts. It kind of feels personal in a way when you love the film so much. I agree. Yeah. And the face just... is something different from robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm and getting bored. Like, and superheroes. Like as much as I do like the films Ugh. when I watch them, I just. I just think like it's... they're all the same they're all the same yeah. idea same basic concept i mean this was this wasn't just a dinosaur movie like, this was the perfect movie for people who've seen the original and i guess the sequels who have seen the original mainly and then to have this i mean in time and everything you could not have asked for a better put together film and for hollywood to support it and to put it out there and to care for it and the people who were involved cared for it you couldn't have asked for a better scenario. I mean, this was the best case for a, a fourth film. The money involved, the talent, everything. Couldn't have asked for a better exactly. circumstance, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get the hate. I don't you know, get it. The one thing that one thing that bugs me quite a lot is when when people moan about like the characters and not like who is this guy. Well, it's quite clear that Zach and that's great. Like, yeah. do you not pay attention? <laughs> that bugs me so much, and I think we were talking about it yesterday. That's, I mean, that's the problem. Know. I think that's. The problem with live tweeting. Go ahead, Matt. I said I think that's the problem with live tweeting is people put their heads down to 
to tweet it out and they miss you know oh, something yeah, right. but they but they're complaining about it in that tweet and it's like well if you just if you watched it or, or paused <laughs> it to do your live tweet then you you might not want miss the explanation and yeah. whether you liked it or not they explained it mm-hmm. i think i don't I, know how everyone's yeah, missing the point i don't know i don't they know. really are i think i think he's got it they're you know, missing he hit the it point. On the they're head. not getting the characters they're not paying attention i yeah. see a heel tweet every single day at least three times a day still oh, God. every single day there's a heel tweet i'd say average on three or three to five a day from new people watching yeah. it from people re-watching it just from anything yeah. oh it's terrible i'm so I, sick of that i like to blame i don't um, get the sexism thing i know that i like to blame josh Whedon there's for so that much more important things i don't even know if it's just him it's just it's just i don't it's sexism, but it's like backwards sexism. They're complaining about the wrong thing, yeah, but, and they're not getting yeah, I don't it get, right. I don't get what they're complaining about. No, yeah, really. well, it's just, I don't either. But I think, so, I mean, I think not everyone's got piling time on, to really. change their shoes. I think everyone would have preferred if she lost her shoes and just ran know. around with barefoot and had bloody feet and then had to hobble around yeah, and then that. ended up dying. That That's what they would have wanted. <laughs> Why well, I see a lot yeah. of people say they should have broke the heels off. Or I feel like that would have been worse. Found boots but then if she took off her shoes and then threw them up, like, off, of, like you know, imagine like she's in a scene and she's like, oh, for goodness sake, takes her shoes off and throws them. Like, would that be classed as like a quirky sort of comedy moment that wasn't needed? Like, that everyone seems to bang on about all the time. Yeah, yeah. They would have found something to complain about. Of course, they would have found they something wrong. They would have said it. that was super dumb. That's that's exactly how it would have came across. Yeah, yeah. and then they would have said, long, where did she, where did she, <laughs> so everyone just has a spare pair of shoes lying around." Yeah, exactly. So no. <laughs> All they need you is get some about. people who will, you get some people who say you saying women can't run in heels. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I've never tried to be honest. I've never tried. Well, I think it's definitely possible. To try. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess it's possible. You need to put together a video where you where you wear that outfit. I, you have the outfit, so just take those heels, go out in the woods, yeah, and just probably. run and and film it. <laughs> yeah, and report back. I probably die. Oh. <laughs> it's for <So>, science. <laughs> okay, health and safety. Wear a crash helmet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And like knee pads, and I'll just pad myself up and just have heels on. That's it. See what <laughs> That's happens. It. I think, uh, I, I think she's gonna have quite a big role in the next one. But I know she yeah, was probably. I, I guess that she was probably the main character. I think in this one, it was about Definitely. her, wasn't it? Really, more than anything. But mm-hmm. I mean, she was number one build on the script. But then when the movie came out, she was number two build. Which I don't know how it flipped or that's even legal to flip from the script to the credits but she was first yeah. build yeah no I, yeah. I definitely think it like that it, it is her it's her world isn't it yeah especially now yeah. Masrani oh, that's what that's the only mistake story. I think is killing off Masrani because he was like one of my favourite characters yeah I think he had a lot more to offer I like the way he was his quirkiness his sort of um Although I know he had a lack of understanding, especially when it comes to the woo. You know, when he had a conversation with Henry Wu, he didn't really get mm-hmm. what what he was saying. But I liked the, you know, get some sun. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like the, the silly things like that. And he was really laid back. He's the type of boss that you'd want to work for. Oh, definitely, yeah. 
Yeah, he was a cool yeah, dude. That's just how rich people are, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you see he, he like, you know, hammers down. He hammers down later on in the film when he's talking about, you know, this Indominus cost us $27 million or whatever it was. 26, $26 million? Yeah. I don't know. Million, that's it. Yeah, so he, he kind of, he becomes the boss again, you know? See, that's why I don't yeah. really, I've never warmed up to him because I don't know how to feel for him. I don't know if he's the guy in the helicopter excited about it or if he's the, well, we can't kill the animal because he's worth this much money. I don't know who he is exactly. Like who, it, it's like he's two different people at yeah. different times in different situations. So I, I never warmed up to him because I, I couldn't really pinpoint who he is. Brad, was it on another pod of yours in a previous one that you were spoke uh, <laughs> I can't remember who it was, who the guest was. Is you um you spoke about maybe the possibility of another Indominus being on another island. Uh yeah, that sounds really familiar. I don't remember where it, where it came from. Um but yeah, I think it, it maybe did it stem from the fact that maybe the uh the other Indominus wasn't eaten, I think. And mm. maybe they oh, separated yeah, that them. Our, that was our Twitter. That would make me sad. Yeah, it would kind of like destroy the mystique of, of the Indominus because, you know, when you find out that she ate the sibling like that's kind of terrifying yeah yeah what what don't you want to happen uh what in the in the next one Mm. um i I definitely i don't want like um like a city destroying like godzilla moment you know Mm -hmm. i don't want that and and a lot of people are afraid of it i don't think it's going to happen but the scenario that they laid out in jurassic world of you know, bigger, better, more teeth. Kind of, it kind of scares me in that sense because it, it's possible that they could go that route, but I, I still mm. don't think they will. But that that does kind of scare me. Well, there's one along the lines of different quotes, right, from the first movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that kind of leads us where we're going to go, and I don't think it'll be that yeah. route. I yeah, I don't think so. so. Is there is there anything in the you know women inherit the earth thing? Does that mean man or does that mean female species female of some dinosaurs? sort? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good be. question. It could yeah, it could be the female dinosaurs aspect. Yeah, because they tend to. But then have they changed the genomes though? They've changed them quite a lot, haven't they? Because obviously from Jurassic Park they realised that the whole frog DNA didn't work very well because they kept changing sex from male to female. Mm-hmm. Um. But they still seem to have female dinosaurs everywhere. Like, it's only not until you go to the Lost World that, was it Sauna, that you get the male versions. Like, even Jurassic World was all female again, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I don't remember hearing about any males. But all the, I think all of yeah. the, all the raptors yeah. are all female again. Mm-hmm. So, maybe they're... That, that's another, I think they, that is one thing I wish they um, actually went a bit more detail in on on the different different raptors there are and how like why they look so different and what's in them so it's clear just to, i think it'd be quite cool yeah to sort of know really i know the lego game and uh sorry the the lego website they posted a bit like a little paragraph about each one and what what it's spliced with but i don't know like unless you went on that you wouldn't know would you you just think they're just different colors yeah also, I uh, know a lot makes... of people have been complaining about, like, oh, the, the different colors. It, it looks kind of corny. It looks cheesy. And they're talking about the hi- the hybrid aspect of the dinosaurs as being kind of corny. And, and they don't want to see that in a sequel. 
but that's some that's like a theory that's been there since the beginning. These dinosaurs have always been yeah. hybrids. Like it's just they're they're upping the the aspect of hybrid, but it, it, they've always been hybrids. They've always been mixed with something else, and uh, it's it was a big thing yeah. in the book. So I think that's I, I think that's their it's... way of defending it, though, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. I feel like they've done hybrids so many times already, like you just said in the first one, and then especially this one. I don't know if they could get away with that again without it being repetitive and people saying, "Oh, this has been done a million times already." <coughs> so I don't know if that'll yeah, be no. the core idea again. I hope not. I mean, I'd they like could throw it in it. there, like, but I hope it doesn't focus on it. Yeah, I'd like to see a competitor, competitor's point of view. So, yes. like yeah. the Biosyn. Because obviously, um, Hammond created these in his own sort of vision alongside BD Wong. And um, maybe Biosyn would create them, but slightly different. Because mm-hmm. InGen, they hired Owen out of the Navy. So does that mean that they're kind of his employers and not actually Mizrani? So would that, what would that do? That would that his will his that character arc be different? Well then, when Jen, wasn't there a, a Bryce interview where she was saying how a, a character's not going to be anything like? Yeah, um, um, I think she was just referring to it's going to be like toward the end her character is going to be like that, nothing prior. It's just going to be. An, moving on from assets to animals kind of deal I think it's just her being more in the Owen camp of things yeah. I don't think it's drastic it's just yeah. going to be how she was at the end yeah well she definitely changed like people say yeah. oh nobody changed in this film it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's you know it's all one dimensional but there was a- absolutely aspects of change in her you know and it mirrored the same change that Grant went through so I don't understand the hate between that's uh, I, part of the story. I hate how people say how much they hate her character and all of this, but and then they say there's no change. They say both of those things. They hate her character and there's no change. Okay, you can hate her character in the beginning, but there was huge change and she's completely different, as Barry said, in the end. So how do you not see change and how can you hate her later? I, I don't see it. That blows yeah, my no, mind. Yeah, no, I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I think people just say things just to say things sometimes. Cause, exactly. Yeah. It's so easy. People get more response from hate than they do like. Yeah. However, yeah. yeah. I would love to see the legal fallout of all this. That is what yes. I'm hoping is there. It's, it's like it brings me back somehow to the table scene in the first one because it was so not legal heavy, but logic heavy and discussion heavy. And I, I want that again. And so to kind of I pull think that into what they're, they're doing with the sequel, I hope so. I want that. that. that I, cool. I need that. To see another boardroom meeting again. Yeah, because it's like they they established forward from it. Yeah, and I mean they got to deal with all those problems, and I hope they just don't throw it under the rug. I hope they do deal with those problems in the huge fallout, and just don't sweep it under. Be like, ah, it's fixed, it's fine, or one scene. I I want that to haunt them because that's normal. That's reality. I hope they follow that. Yeah, like Bay Bay owners, um, he was saying when Colin saying that he's. gonna have a few risks with the film like and take some well yeah take some risks and on different going a different sort of route and um maybe that sort of side of it might come into it with the whole so. uh, courtroom scene and well not courtroom i feel like right, they did like establish yeah discussion heavy discussion i feel like they with jurassic world they had 
to prove themselves that they have something that people would be interested in. And so they had to go huge on it. But now they can kind of sit back and really focus on pulling it from the first movie and, and different ideas and a feel of that because they have their audience now and they prove to the um, Universal that they have an audience so then they could take their time with it. Hope. Yeah, I yeah. hope they do. I hope they take their time with it because I, I need scenes like that. Like those to some yeah. maybe a boring scene, but those are the most pivotal scenes in, in like the first film and the second film. And I, I absolutely love those. They need to come back. And I think you we, remember they, those. Uh, yeah. They're, I think they're the best. Like you, you can kind of quote them, you know, from start to finish. I can whether, quote that entire whole scene. Yeah. Whether, whether it's like <laughs> yeah. the, the, the Raptor portion in the very beginning of the film where, where Grant's like, you know, messing with the kid or, or that, that, that lunchroom scene or the, the, you know, the, flea circus scene we we remember every aspect of those scenes yeah you I know guess, what? even um, in the third and i was gonna say in the third movie whenever grant's doing his presentation i even kind of felt it there a little bit because i know the third movie gets a lot of hate but there are what in the in the, the theater pieces thing, of the third the, movie that work yeah yeah when he's doing his, his skull Raptors or something rather than that scene kind of the dominant felt right <laughs> like, see? like that kind of felt right that was okay yeah, that that movie definitely had some of those those down moments, and, and when uh, I think he was yeah. talking with Eric about you know Billy and 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 the what was it the astronauts and astronomers that that was an amazing scene as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it had pieces yeah, in like, there, um, but everything else. With this whole uh, Bayona sort of, he's isn't he a horror director, isn't he? Yeah. A lot of it, yeah. yeah. I think you know, like, he branches do you, do you out. Do you think but... it will go to like a Lost World darker feel? Will it pick up where it left off, or will it be maybe sometime in the future, like the near future, huh. not obviously ahead yeah. of itself? But I've been thinking about maybe that. maybe two, year, two years. Two years has passed since since the incident at Jurassic World, and I, I think there will pass some time because we've never had a film that picks up right where we left off, you know, or. Or maybe, maybe even a flashback of some sort would be cool. I would be okay with that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, want I think flashback. all the movies they've done real time. You might get it. Yeah. I, I, I love time connectives. Anything that connects films like plausibly, I think it's good. It sort of justifies it, doesn't it? Yeah. Could you imagine a, a sequence where, like, the film starts off? It says you know, however many years, twenty-five years or something like that, and it shows like a flashback of of that that um barbasol can getting covered in the mud and then mm. you know somebody comes across it and then finally we get that aspect that we've been looking for for a long time of that that barbasol can coming into actual play here that would be really cool and then you find out it, it you know it turns into all these other companies around the world that are working on dinosaurs as well yeah, yeah. i get what you mean cool. like so yeah. they've what as it what you mean like literally within that, a day of just oh, yeah. Park exactly. Being like real time with they Jurassic go, Park. They go in, mm-hmm. and then they start their their own company. But obviously, where they've had to catch up, they yeah. haven't opened Jurassic World. Well, Is that it what can you're basically follow that that Telltale game. You know that that was the the yeah. portion of that game where they they went in there and they found that. I think they found it. I don't remember specifically, but that was their goal. Yeah, I like that side of the story. Yeah, I mean, that's quite cool. Hold on one second. Let me try to patch in somebody else here. Hello? Hey, hey, Dan, you there? <laughs> Hey, what's going on? <laughs> All right, then. Welcome to the madness. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey, hey, Dan. We got oh, um, we, 
we got Jennifer Tarek here, uh, Stephen Hurl, James Hawkins, and Matt Prody here. So uh, how's it going, man? What's up? You're a little late to the game, but uh, we're yeah, glad no, to have you. Sorry, discussing I was... how late people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I was, I was being chased by a T-Rex. Luckily, I had a flare on me, and I was able to lose her. <laughs> 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 we're, we're always carry know. one you never know <laughs> we're wearing heels weren't you <laughs> no no luckily I was I was able to get away <laughs> uh. I could have ran faster with them though you never know yeah. <laughs> yeah I can you can you please do that can you maybe you know put the, the phone call on pause go get some heels and run try it yeah, <laughs> yeah sure let, me, let, let us know how it works and, uh... Or do the entire, you know, <laughs> phone call on heels running. Try that. There you go. <laughs> so we're in the middle of talking it's about... feasible. We're in the middle of talking about Jurassic World and, you know, some of the hate it gets, but also some of the things we love about it. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot right away. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jurassic World after a full year? Um, you know, I think, I, I think, it's, um, I think it's pretty awesome. I actually watched it uh, two nights ago, and I was... I, I, I couldn't believe, you know, like it, it was, it's been a year already, you know? Um, but I think that, I think the movie was awesome. I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of unfair criticisms with it. Um, but I think that the storyline was great. I think, you know, the acting was great. I, I, I don't know why, um, there was so much, uh, criticism along with it. Yeah. I think that's a consensus we've all kind of agreed upon that we don't get it. We don't get the hate. Um, but we absolutely all love it. I think uh, not one of us here is is a hater. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of it was misguided. You know, I think that people were were expecting you know basically the the same uh, movie we all know and love. You know, from from the nineties. You know, and, and it's it, it yeah, just that's can't the be point the though, same. isn't it? Yeah, it can't be the same. Like we're in the twenty first century. We've got like iPhones, technology. Everything's gonna get you know taken a photo of. You've got um, like kids these days are exposed to a lot more than what we were back in the nineties. Everything wasn't new. Like mm-hmm. sorry, everything was new back then. Um mm-hmm. like no, I remember when the first film came out. I was we've said this on a previous pod, Brad. I was just I remember like I was only six when the first film came out and it scared the pants off me because <laughs> nothing like that I'd ever seen before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm I was used to Land Before Time that was, you know, a bit of a oh, tearjerk so yeah. to suddenly some mm-hmm. massive T-Rex eating a man off a toilet. Although it was a funny scene, <laughs> yeah. but it, do you know what I mean? It suddenly, because that was the first film to use CGI to that sort of level, I couldn't, my, my brain just couldn't comprehend like what I was looking at. And it, I, it was too much for me when I was that age. It wasn't yeah. until a year later that, after watching it on VHS, we that um, it got to, I sort of grew to love the film and appreciate it for everything that it offered. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, Matt, I, I remember we were talking one time, uh, one of our most recent podcasts, and and I think you brought up a great point about you can't like experience that wonder and awe from that like Brachiosaurus scene because it's already happened, and mm-hmm. you can't you can't relive that again. Yeah, it's it's chasing the T Rex. You know, that's what everyone talks about. You know, that's what they say. You know, um, a lot of drug addicts are doing. They're chasing that first high that they had. And it's, it's the same thing with uh, with Jurassic Park. You know, you can't you can't have those feelings again because you nah. had them. It's, yeah, that, that that's gone. Yeah. 
Just like <laughs> so now, you can't this, replicate. This. You can't replicate the Jurassic World feels now in the sequel because that's happened. So they're mm -hmm. gonna have to reinvent something and create new feels. That's what I think the Lost World was. That's, that's why I think it works so well because it just offers something completely different. Like you know, it's Jurassic Park because of the design aspects of the animals, I guess, um, and uh, returning characters. Why returning character? Um, but where the film is so different, I think it it works because it's not repeating itself mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Um, and Lost World gets a lot of hate, and I don't understand why. I, <laughs> I think it's a brilliant film. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, that's the problem. Like every one of these these sequels have been different. You know, even Jurassic Park three, it's it's very different. They're all different. So I don't understand why. Uh, just because this one's different, you know, it gets hate. Yeah, and no, I just hope that um, they kind of they do something that will um, make the general public understand more, mm -hmm. rather than people like us that are complete obsessed with the films <laughs> and looking <laughs> like they they follow news, they love you know anything that's. You've got the games. Do you know what I mean? Like we we we're well, we're, we're on everything. We know what's happening and what's going on. We're, we're following on Twitter, Facebook, and everything. And like general people, like some people, like oh, there's a new Jurassic Park film out there. Now, oh, right, and they need something to sort of, I guess, sort of bring them back to the franchise to sort of think, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Because some I don't people know, don't Jurassic World didn't do that. If Jurassic World didn't do that. I don't know how anything could because i think that was as perfect as possible as to bring people who loved it in and new people because it was fast-paced and a lot of explosions and stuff people like so yeah i don't know how they a, could really there was there was a lot of better. i'll tell you what it was in there it was in there but it, I, I think i think the problem lies jen is where it's not in your face told about like the t-rex for example we all know that's the original one but, like the exposition um, then. My fiance didn't have a clue. She didn't know. She just thought, oh, there's a T-Rex. She didn't think twice that it was the same one from the first film. And that's what makes us love that T-Rex more. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to yeah. I've told many people after the cinema fact. people, they don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Brad, go on. No, no, I, I've told many people after the fact that that was the original T-Rex. And then they're like, oh, oh, wow, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, exactly. All, all they did need was just one sequence, uh, one you know line in that um, the T-Rex paddock scene where Gray and, and Zach are in there. They could have just said, "This is the same T-Rex from the original park 23 years ago, or whatever." And like then they said it about been the solved. gate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they said yeah. that in the, the monorail. Yeah. I think I think he's on the intercom that the ladies like the T-Rex kingdom feeding now. You know how she goes in the background. Yeah, she talks. But I think but... it's so quiet. It's not. Mm -hmm. obvious like Zach was, that's the perfect time sorry for Grey to have a line come on come on come on like this is like the original T-Rex yeah Do you know, so that's all it needed exactly was yeah. that I know I know the flare was a great nod but even yeah, that I, think I don't think people would have noticed <laughs> go ahead Dan yeah yeah it could be a thing with all T-Rexes they might think like all T-Rexes love goats and flares normal <laughs> <laughs> yeah well even though it, it missed the mark a little bit here and there, we all still love it, and uh, it's an amazing film. And I, I'm definitely going to love it. Like you said, uh, it, you know, 20 years from now, I think we're all going to still really enjoy the film. Um, but one of the things people haven't been enjoying as well is the, the toys. 
Um, Dan, what's your thought on these toys? Did you did you actually get any of them or no? I don't think you did, did you? No, I, I didn't. Um, initially, you know, I was kind of, I, I, I think I was just initially disappointed just because, you know, I grew up with, with I would say, the best toys, you know? Of course. Um, and, and again, it, it's kind of the same, you know, kind of like what we were talking about before where, um, you know, you, you almost expect the same thing from, from you know, what we grew up with and, and what we've seen, you know, 20 years ago. Um, but it, it's just not like that, you know. So um, initially I was kind of disappointed. But then, you know, as I kind of kept, you know, seeing new ones come out and and even just take them for what they are, they're toys, right? I, I actually think that they're pretty pretty good you know i mean they're not the same but they're minus you know, screw think, holes <laughs> there are a lot of screw holes there are, there are imperfections um but and, and you know some of the paints a little wonky but you know other than that i mean i think they're yeah. i think they're, they they pretty much you know they serve the purpose right yeah well can you tell me how many times when we were playing with these toys in the past that we talked about the paint scheme or the screw holes <laughs> can you tell me how many times we no, talked about that no uh, <laughs> like, I mean, like yeah, kids, I mean, kids don't care no not at all it, i think they're kids they're fun don't. great toys and and uh i i actually just recently got the the hybrid raptor the the newest one with that that original uh explorer paint scheme and i, I think that thing's great you know it's got screw holes and stuff but it's it's a fun toy it's really cool yeah, yeah i just I, um no, I was just gonna say. I, I think, like you know, if if they were making these toys for me, you know, I wouldn't be buying them at Toys R Us for like six dollars. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I'd be looking for, like the, they're they're toys, you know. But I, I think that they're 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 pretty great. I think that the detail's pretty pretty good on them, um, with the exception yeah. of some of these screw holes and paint and, and whatnot. But um, I do wish I'd that they made a model in that toy. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they made some like life-size figure or not life-size figures, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be that'd be yeah, forty-foot T-Rex in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, we all coming. Some of like the original-sized um, characters, you know, I think that's something that that I was missing initially too. Yeah. Mm. Have you seen all them Chronicle models that they've made so far? Yeah, I think they look really cool, mm-hmm. but but the problem they're is so they're good. so expensive, the price. you know. Oh yeah, you're looking at probably five hundred dollars, but it's just like they are so good that they're, they're almost. I think they're identical to the Stan Winston ones. Like, yeah, that's what they're they're molded off of. So didn't they say that that T Rex one, that the bust, you know, not the bust, the one where it's bursting out from the um, its enclosure where it's roaring? I think that one, I believe, is either sixty inches or sixty centimeters. Oh, that's still uh, yeah. both pretty big, isn't it? Some of them are huge. That's wow. that's Stegosaurus that came out recently. That was much bigger than I I imagined, and uh, I think they yeah. sh- they showed a picture with like a person holding it or something. It was a girl, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a woman holding it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. The thing was giant. Matt, what do you think about these uh, these toys uh, from Hasbro? I haven't gotten enough of them yet, which mm-hmm. says something about um, both yeah. my financial state and my <laughs> emotional state as an adult. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, I I have one I have the uh, one of the Raptors and I'm a little upset that it's so static. You know the, the old toys you can move them so much more and it was so much uh, you know more you could do with them. So I feel like they haven't lived up to the older toys. But at the same time, I I do enjoy a dinosaur toy whether it's you know crap or not. So yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, and the, the fact is, we're just gonna put these on a shelf, most likely, or or let you know any kid that comes over play with them, maybe. But don't tell me what to do with my toys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like we're not. I mean, I haven't tested them in that sense. But like when I was a kid, I used to throw them around. Well, you haven't been in the bath, you yeah. Mosasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how much okay, these folks, things would hold up a little for that. Shy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it would hold up if you uh, dunked it in your your bathtub too well, uh, but it, it would probably fall <laughs> apart. It would just disintegrate. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, we got the um, what the one thing that was at <clears throat> uh, the Jurassic World toys was the fifteen pack of uh, of like random like minifigures. Mm-hmm. And each pack was oh, guaranteed to have at least one yeah. Indominus Rex, but besides that, everything else was random. Mm. And um, I got a pack of those. I don't think we've so, got them over in the UK. Oh, really? No, no I don't think so. Like, to be fair, the US got quite a lot of stuff. All them, you know, the little jelly sweets, jelly mm-hmm. candy stuff, They we didn't get any of that either. You could, so uh, nah. you could check on Amazon. That's that's where I got my second bag of those little dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the only issue that is we have to pay, like, Twenty-five dollars, thirty dollars shipping. Kid. I know you pay three pound, three three dollars for the actual thing, and then like twenty-five for shipping. Yeah, <laughs> probably like ridiculous. The only things that we really got was the excavation kits, where you have to knock the hardened oh, yeah. sand away to reveal oh, that's cool. a little dinosaur. That's awesome. But, so there's a little raptor that my wife and I have been taking to the weddings we go to, and we take pictures with it. And uh, <laughs> so that one's gotten a lot of playtime. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I I uh, I enjoy the things, and I think they'll bring you know fun to a lot of kids who who pick them up. I where was I the other day? Oh, I went to um, an air show near me, and uh, I was walking in, and the kid in front of me had uh, a, a raptor in his hand, and he's just like carrying it in and, and hitting the button every two seconds. He was he was uh, just doing this like every two seconds and i was just laughing i'm like hey i just bought that two days ago you have it right on hand too yeah. i love it it's like yeah. right there my desk is getting a little overcrowded i've got four of those growler <laughs> raptors right in front of me <laughs> what did you think of the new sounds of the animals um in the movie yeah uh i i Some thought the t-rex were, was a little different, different yeah the t-rex sounded a little different the raptors, she sounded older and more rugged, didn't she? Yeah. A bit like the Lost World one. Mm-hmm. The raptors, I thought, definitely sounded different. And then they threw like those sounds that we know and love like in the background more so, like yeah. those squeals and everything. Yeah. Yeah, they threw them in the background. Yeah. They weren't so like in your face as they were in previous movies. But overall, I really mm. liked the, the design of, of how they sounded. The Indominus especially. That, that thing sounded great. I love the new, the new sound of that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I like the Indominus sound, but I, it's not one that you remember. Like, you know how the T Rex is raw; it's just so. Well, it's iconic. Like, yeah. It's like yeah, like you know that when you hear that roar on any other film or program or toy, you like that's a T Rex roar. You know <laughs> yeah. instantly. Yeah. Now with the Indominus roar, I could hear that, and I don't think I think oh, that's the Indominus Rex's roar. Mm-hmm. And there, there's been a lot of uh, TV shows and different things that have used the same like raptor sounds. I don't know if you noticed. I think um, yeah, one of them I think was a Steven Spielberg produced thing. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of it at the moment. And uh, I think they were both were. Uh, man, I can't remember the names of these shows. But one was like an alien show on like TNT maybe. Um, 
Mm. And they use the exact raptor sound. And it always freaked me out every time I watched it. I was like, oh, there's a raptors in this show now. But... What, the barking raptor sound? Uh, yeah. <laughs> noise. That yeah, one. I think that was the noise, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's, it's interesting was to see where they guys? get used. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, Wiley. Yeah. Yeah, I love that show, and, and uh, I remember they used those raptor sounds, and uh, it threw me off every time. And there was another show, I forget what the name of it was, but uh, it was on, like, Fox for one season. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, let's move on here. Uh, I think, James, you brought it up before, but, like, what we kind of hope to see in the in the sequels here. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, what do you what do you want to see when it comes to the, the next year? It doesn't even have to be the in the sequel. Like, what do you want to see in the next year um, leading up or next two years leading up to the the next film? I'd probably say a decent poster. doesn't have to reveal much of the new film that's coming out, but mm-hmm. just enough to get you excited and pumped for the next one. Maybe if it's even like um, a shadow of a Dilophosaurus, because that's the one dinosaur I want to see <laughs> in the next film. Yeah. But, yeah, just a little snippet or anything, really. Just something for the... Yeah next film yeah it's got to be coming soon i don't know i'm sure they'll release like just like um a title poster soon you know maybe in the next few months but uh i'd love to see something like that that actually foreshadows what's to come yeah yeah any other guys are um open to the um suggestion of a, of a different type of logo or or do you still want the same logo but with a different title um i know we went we they, the Jurassic part three incident kind of kicked up a stink but i hope they kind of go with that darker like lost world style title but you know obviously Mm. stick with somewhat of a theme i don't know i'd like to just know a time frame like when 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 is this going to happen but like like when is the when is this set like because that's i think going to drive a big part of the storyline and then you know that allows us to kind of speculate and and thinking as to you know what's going on yeah yeah we talked about that a little earlier and i i like the idea that it goes with time as we're 22 years later and such but i want to see what happened right after the film but i would love to for it to keep in time so i'm really really torn i don't know which way i want to go with it i hate skipping ahead because i feel like we'll miss a lot of things especially like the legal things and uh, i don't know i'm really torn on it it's the legal things you want to see I do. Yeah. This, I feel like another table scene is on the cusp. Like I, I feel like another scene like that can happen with this. There's a lot of meat in here that they could they could talk yeah. about. I wouldn't mind like the, seeing the deleted scene mind, in Lost World. I wouldn't mind see. seeing Main Street three years later, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I, I think we kind of have to yeah. see the, the ramifications at the island like itself. I'd love to see that in kind of ruins after, you know, however much time has passed. Yeah, the thing yeah. is the thing is that we're fighting for is that with this type of film, you'd think they're they're kind of marketing at kids at the same time trying to, you know, reignite the franchise and keep the old fans happy. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be any longer than two hours and fifteen minutes. So, to, because one, I, th- I think this day and age, kids will get bored if it is, mm-hmm. and I th- and I think that if they've got to get to the point, as as, and I think if we do have any of them scenes with, that we want, 
they won't be as drawn out. But I do. I, I desperately do hope that they do put one of them types of scene. I won't be bothered if they didn't, as long as you know they was useful, something good that <laughs> was in its place. But, I don't know if I buy that. They have to keep it short because just look at um, Harry Potter movies are years long. Lord of the Rings is years long. Even Star Wars goes forever, and some of those superhero movies are forever. So I don't know if that that role really stands anymore as much no. as it may. No, I mean there's a lot of movies out there that really have long run times. Kids movies even, not cartoons, but, then, but family yeah. movies. But how would you feel though if they, just say the next film was say? Uh, two and a half hours long. I would that make go you f- two and a half, two and a half days long would be fine. With me. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't <laughs> mean, how would you feel about? Yeah, no. I don't mean how would you feel about going to see the film that's two and a half hours long? Because I could, like you said, I could watch a four-hour film and bother me if yeah. it was Jurassic Park. But would that make you then think, oh, Jurassic World was? I wish that had been longer. No, because I, as I said before, Jurassic World established an audience. I feel like they're proving themselves that they could reinvigorate the franchise and. They're proving it to the, the network and to everybody involved, and that they succeeded. So now they can do whatever they want, in a sense, and really hit the points yeah. they want. Slow it down, make it longer. They don't have to fit all I'd the points it. of a demographic necessarily. Yeah, I'd love them to do like an extended edition. So yeah. if they want to do a cinema, like a cinema cut, let them do it. But totally. on the DVD release, they've got to have the full thing, really. Mm-hmm. I want to know a title. That's what I'm looking forward to most, because then it just starts the whole ball rolling, doesn't it? When you yeah, hear you a title, everyone a starts time. guessing, yeah. and everyone would just be going mental about the title. Like, did, did you see the Jurassic World.org uh, the Jurassic <laughs> Outpost? Everyone was just going mad, weren't they? Yeah. Like, we was all laughing, like, because yeah. I knew that it was yeah. just them changing their title, their <laughs> thing. But mm-hmm. the, the, the media were getting involved. I can't and, believe the media jumped on that. That was yeah, crazy. that was pretty crazy, and, and they a felt little for research, it so bad. Really. Yeah. yeah. So Matt, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to dinosaurs in a war zone killing each other with uh, Billy there training them and Owen having <laughs> to take him down. <laughs> yes, you gotta see Billy again. Come on. <laughs> you, you got the whole film outlined right, right in yep. front of you. <laughs> Yep. I mean, I'm, I'd be happy with anything, really. I mean, I just want the franchise to uh, continue it in a in a nice in a nice manner. But uh, I'm I'm cool with them opening up on a different park, and then uh, these quote unquote experts having to be brought in because you know something goes wrong, or or them going the way Hoskins wanted with uh, you know a, a a defense project. You know, I'm. I'm very interested in anything in, in, in any direction they go. Yeah, but I do think it will be in real time. Okay. Yeah. So three years later. Yeah, it'll be three years later. Exactly. How does anyone feel about dinosaurs fighting modern day animals? Or even me and Brad had a discussion of them bringing back like ice age animals as well, not just dinosaurs. Maybe dinosaurs somehow being the hero as they have been. But how do you feel yeah. about other animals or even prehistoric I, like, animals? Maybe if it was. Um set in Africa and you had all the African lions against the raptors and that would be really cool to see it'd be cool to see I just I, I, you just got to try and animals. Think like how, how would they do it like how would you do that like what would be the reason for them to be in Africa as absolutely brilliant it'd be because maybe other companies got ha- their hand on the um, technology and so they've been messing around with it all over the world 
and created like a safari where you go doing whatever they want. Elephants, lions, raptors, dilophosauruses, and anything you need. Yeah, all the animals. But I like the idea of um, I like the idea of the the ice age sort of thing. Maybe in Siberia, somewhere in like that was mentioned in the the Masrani Global sort of website thing. Um, but um, I don't think it would be used in the same way i think it would be used as a reference that there are companies that are using the same technology but they're not building dinosaurs they're trying to build i guess like a primal world but rather mm -hmm. than just dress just not just dinosaurs and um i think it would be used if they did use it probably just to say look this is what we're doing um this is what we've done sorry and um then it'll go back to i don't know it's just an idea i think that's cool if, too. I think it'd be epic. If, just even see that. If they did the Ice Age things as like as not its own park, just like part of Jurassic Park, I would feel like that was cheap. Because the Ice Age the Ice Age monsters are just so great in their own right that if they just had them as like, come to our cold our cold land where we have saber toothed tigers and mastodons and all that fun stuff, I'd be like, Well, I, I wanna see dinosaurs and I wanna see them. Like this isn't fair. Yeah. Because you could think you could have, you got like, imagine this all around the world, different places. You'd have Jurassic World, well, did have Ice Age World in the mm -hmm. north. Um, I don't know, you could go somewhere where um, they've built a massive, huge underwater style um, area. I don't know, I can't think off the top of my head, but where it's got like, um, what's it called? What's the word? Like underwater animals. All like the Mosasaurus except and the plesiosaurs and that sort of world. A bit like the game, I guess, the Ludia game. Yeah. But then I I had a feeling that's where Jurassic World was going until I watched the film and then the climax and it was all like chapter eleven. And <laughs> I thought, Oh, well maybe not, they're not gonna go anymore then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the park aspect has to die, you know, in, in the next film. I think, uh, like you said, Chapter Eleven. I think they're they've got to be done. Like, and and even Colin said, like, there's only so many times you can go back to, you know, a park setting. I think he said, you know, he yeah. recently said that in an interview. So that means we're getting war dinosaurs. I think so. I think you're on the right track. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think it's kind of scary, you know, to think of uh, war dinosaurs and stuff like that. That that could uh, potentially go the wrong way, the a different way, because a lot of people have been saying like, "Oh, Jurassic World is not Jurassic Park; it's so different." And if they went that route, people would be seriously complaining. But uh, who knows? I feel like we're going to get complaints regardless. Oh, of course, yeah, I think you're right. So you can never make everyone happy. Yeah, is that you? Literally yeah. cannot. Yeah. So yeah. The the is you, issue... make, you make loads of gone. Yeah, the only issue with utilizing like dinosaurs for war, because of all this like Sea World stuff where they're keeping animals in enclosures, that may kick up even more of a stink. Blackfish. It's yeah. like a morality yeah. aspect yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you using dinosaurs to trap them and yeah. train them? I'm surprised that didn't so. come into come more into play in Jurassic World because the second I saw that that Mosasaurus jump out of the, the pond there. I thought for sure there'd be like people picketing outside the park or, you know, like, you know, some sort of yeah. news, you know, yeah. thing on the news about like people, you know, demanding them to take the, these dinosaurs out of the park or something like that. Yeah. It'd yeah, there was none of that. See... Sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see 
what they did with the Mosasaur after the park was evacuated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean, it wouldn't last too Imagine long. Imagine lifting that thing out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I know there's no way it could possibly jump out and get into the ocean unless there's some sort of uh, pipe or something that's oh. big enough for it to go through. Yeah. I've just yeah, had an idea. Windy moment. <laughs> I've just had an idea. See now, right? Think right. How how are you going to get something like that out? It's needs it needs to stay in water, doesn't it? Yeah. Preferably, you think about it. So, how how would they move that? I don't know how. Um, I don't know. I was I had, I had a little vision in my head of four. You know them like big. Uh, army style double propellered helicopters. <laughs> yeah. Whatever they're called. What are they called? Chinooks. That works. Chinooks. Chinooks, that's it. Thanks, <laughs> Steve. I knew he'd know. Um, one of them, like, just imagine like four of them, like, picking up like a fin each and carrying the, carrying the um, Mosasaurus out of the lagoon across the, the thing to the ocean and then crashing into each other and the Mosasaurus oh, then escapes into the water into the ocean yeah and then you're just like <laughs> you can hear that swearing sorry uh, it's alright you'll get a nice uh, raptor sound over your, your voice yeah okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's cool yeah so, so how much did the mosasaur weigh I don't know we'd have to ask Gray oh, probably you, know you've exactly. got to look at oh yeah I don't how many know. pounds <laughs> I still don't get that I'm glad you know, I'm glad know. Zach went that doesn't make any sense because <laughs> it don't at all. And I just think, well, that could have been used for a, a perfectly decent line that did make sense. Yeah, I it's guess they should have subbed it out, yeah. There were minor flaws in Jurassic World and that line was one of them. <laughs> yeah. So I remember instantly in the cinema, I went, I was thinking, did he just say how many pounds? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's just that establishing that that kid needs to know everything. So yeah, he wants to know how much this, this island weighs and everything. It's it's kind of crazy, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They probably could have subbed that out for something more appropriate. Yeah, that video also said about him saying that his character is meant to be autistic, but then they changed it to so he was just odd. Yeah, but, and I yeah, think I he portrays that, that quite well. Like, I work with kids. I, I work in the school for those that don't know, uh-huh. and I work with um, uh, five, to four to eleven year olds, and some of them are autistic ADHD and Asperger's and have all these different um like special needs that but it's more of it's like a and he does actually play it quite well and I deal with kids like that on a daily basis and that they know they they know everything like you could put them in an exam they couldn't write a paragraph but but they know exactly what they're talking about when it's something they're interested in Mm -hmm. and I think he actually captures that quite well and he yeah. gets and his character I don't know if it's him or his character that gets the the abuse I guess but I think he does it alright yeah I think he really as did much that's, as, that's how it came across to me yeah. I think I got you know I got the picture right away when he was asking so many questions and knew so much about all the different dinosaurs and everything I, I was like well I knew a lot about dinosaurs as a kid but I think he's he's got something else going on and, and, and I think that makes his character special mm. Yeah, and, yeah, and he, different he, from Tim too. I guess like there's a lot of similarities between the two. Their age, like that, mm-hmm. their knowledge, I guess. Um, but Tim, I guess, is a little bit more like Zachy's. No, Gray's in the film, in the book, because mm-hmm. Tim in the book he knows like how many vertebrae there are in certain animal species, and that's something that you'd expect Gray to come out with. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tell well, me you want to move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I actually wanted to ask uh, Jen a question here. Um, mm-hmm. I know you've been doing a lot of fundraising and charity through BDH Network. Uh, can you tell us a little oh, bit yeah. about that? Oh, sure. Um, I don't know if anyone's really heard. I've been trying to promote, but uh, Bryce has a, one of her best friends ever has Huntington's disease, which is a horrible mix of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. You get it before you're Ugh. 40, and it's genetic. So it, and there's no cure, and it's terrible. It's like you have a perfectly normal mind your entire life, so but then cool. as soon as you hit 36, 37, you just start to get Parkinson's and Alzheimer's at the same time, and it's That's so young genetic. Well, it? Yeah, and you're fine. Your mind is fine until then, and. Wow. It's, it's like you know that that's going to happen. So you kind of have to do everything you want before then. And it, there's no cure and there's hardly any treatment for it. And it's terrible. And she's always trying to bring awareness to it. And May is Huntington's Disease Awareness Month. And so I was thinking, what can I do for that? So I made um, like Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, and Bryce stickers that people could donate to the charity. And then they'll receive stickers as a reward. And I'll mail them right to you free just to all 100% proceeds go right to the charity. I'm hooked up on um, Indiegogo and like generosity.com and it's all goes directly to their bank account. I don't even touch the money. It just goes right to them. And so 100% proceeds and you get cool stickers out of it that people have been donating to me and I've been making and such. So, and all our options are there and you can pick anything you want, any amount, anything at all. And it's all on our um, website and Twitter and it's pinned on our Twitter and everything, and all the details are there. But it's for a really, really, really great cause that's really close to Bryce. And then it's for um, Mariana Polka is her name, and I've been talking to her a lot, and she's a fantastic individual. And anything we could do, anything. Have you like, posted any of the celebrities it. or anything? Um, well, I mean, Bryce has tweeted it out and retweeted it out, and she's ret- and her husband, and like basically was in the community, but. Not further than that. I don't know how to how to contact anyone outside of my circle. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think That's, we'll all try to do our best to uh, push it yeah, out there. Yeah, definitely. That's cool to, to say uh, that you're in the up. circle, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I am in the circle. <laughs> At one point, the organization was sending me things to send to Bryce's people. Wow. Which yeah. is, whoa. But yeah, they all know about it, and they're all involved, and they're trying to spread it, but... I mean, Bryce is already involved with it outside of me. I'm just kind of like a little branch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's a, it's a great cause. It. Yeah. Oh, good luck with it. You're doing great work, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I love any any promotion, any donations, anything like that, because it really is a horrible, horrible disease, and and doesn't no one really knows about it. I, I don't know how many of you even heard of it before. But it's no, great. I hadn't. I didn't realize you could suffer both of that at the same time. That's awful, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> At a rapid pace, more than yeah. normal, and it's not even an old age. It's really, and it's all genetic. You know, if your parents, if one of your parents have it, you have fifty percent chance of getting it. Really? Wow. Do you know wow. how common it is? Um, I don't. I don't think it's that common. I small percent, maybe three percent, people have it. And even if you have the, and more people have the gene because it's only fifty percent. So I think three percent actually have it because it's Mariana, for example, she has it. Her sister does not, but her cousin does. So it's yeah. all spread in her family. Yeah. Weirdly dispersed, but um, yeah, it's it's a terrible, terrible thing. So I'm trying to do what I can to get at least spread awareness, even if I don't make a lot of money. At least I can yeah, at least I still do something, then, aren't you? Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, you <laughs> can't try anymore, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure we uh, we tweet out that every time you tweet it, and uh, I'll include all the links in the show notes so people can uh, join in and be a part of that. 
Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Um, I, I do have one thing I want to talk about real quick, um, and it's kind of a, a, a little surprise, um, but the podcast now has a website. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, I've been working on it over the past few weeks. Um, I've been building the website to to hold all the episodes, some show notes, uh, even some written articles. I'm, I'm going to plan on you know diving into that a little bit. Um, and of course, Excellent. information about the show and the people who produce it, and you know, you five included. I'll make sure to include a lot of stuff about you and you guys on there, and all your links. Um, so I'm super excited to announce that and reveal it like this week. Um, so it's going to debut as soon as this comes out, and uh, I hope I hope it will be a, like a great source for everybody who listens and uh, for those who want to find out more about Jurassic Park. And uh, you know, make sure to head over there. It's at JurassicParkPodcast.com. So, uh, you know, go take a look, leave some comments, uh, read everything, let us know what you think, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good source for, for everybody. Sounds great. Congrats. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I'm excited. I'm going to include all you guys in on it, and uh, maybe, you know, we can get you all more involved in that aspect as well. So we'll have to see. Yeah, that'd be good. What sort of uh, things are you planning on adding onto the website, Brad? Um, I'm open to anything, but, uh, you know, for now it's, just, I'm just going to be putting the podcast up there and, and the articles and different things. Like I want to try to include maybe if, if we have a specific episode about a certain topic, you know, maybe we can have a write up about that or, you know, kind of to counteract some of the, uh, the hate in the, in the community at the moment. So maybe stuff like that we can try to uh, push out there and, and get people interested. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. No, I'll check it out. Definitely. When is, it, uh, is it um, up and running now? What's that? I said, is it up and running now? Uh, well, not at the moment of recording, but it will be as soon as uh, the podcast comes out. Oh, okay. Excellent. I'll put a link in the site for you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about adding something like that as well. So uh, I still have a little bit of work to do as of this recording, but uh, I'll definitely add stuff like that to get to all you guys. Very cool. awesome. So why don't we wrap it up a little bit? It's been an hour and a half here. This is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's one of the longest ones. <laughs> so uh, do you guys have anything you want to end with or, or any, any last words? Um, maybe. Uh, no, I uh, always – Everybody always all that. at once. Just talk. <laughs> no, we all have fun with it. I always say like Jurassic Park shaped my life, but Jurassic World changed my life. I say that all the time because it's so true. Jurassic That's Park funny. made me who I am, and then Jurassic World changed it and evolved it and – I cannot imagine my life without it. It completely changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I don't really know what else to say. We all had something now, and now uh, we got nothing. I guess you can, uh, <laughs> you can find me and Steve on Jurassic Unicast if you wanted to you know, follow us um, on Twitter. We're always on there posting stuff and what we do. Yeah, you guys just do. changed your handle recently. so, uh, so We did. find you a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah, it's less of a mouthful as well. It used to be <laughs> JP underscore till underscore I underscore tire. <laughs> so, and Steve uh, managed to change it to Jurassic Unicast, which is what our YouTube channel is about. Um, on there, we've actually had a few. I don't know whether you guys know. Obviously, Brad's been on our podcast before. We've we've done a few bits and bobs on there about uh, the Star Wars pod, didn't we? That was quite fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and. Um, stuff that we do so if anyone wants to give us a follow and check out our YouTube channel that'd be great awesome Matt where can uh, everybody find you 
you can find me uh, at Matt Perotti on Twitter, and uh, you can hear my sultry tones on other podcasts such as RPG Academy, Zero's Talking Heroes, and uh, the defunct, probably questionable podcast if you want to hear me natter on about nonsense. <laughs> you can also find me at Friday Night Face Off if you're ever in the New York area and you want to see an improv show. Awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's got to be awesome. I can't wait. I got to check that out sometime. Come on up, man. Yeah. Dan, what about you? Where, where's everybody uh, finding you? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately rarely on Twitter, but you can find me. At- <laughs> so give out your address. Where, where do you live? No one can. Find <laughs> uh, underscore at uh, Daniel underscore Quran. And, um, and he, from time to time on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times. I, I think you, you're the, the most um, you know, guested person, so. But uh, you know, Brad, it's it's been a, a it's been a year of, of awesome podcasting with you, and, and uh, congratulations on a full year. And, yeah, um, thank you. Can't wait to to see what happens going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with uh, everything else. Yeah, uh, yeah. Any news that's coming out, it should be good. Like that's the thing. Your podcasts are, are quite consistent, aren't they? They're very week. They're weekly. And uh, yeah. Uh, what, what episode are we on now? Uh, f- this should be fifty three. Wow. That's 53 weeks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, where can, uh, Jen, where can everybody find you? Oh, um, you can find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89, and you could find the Bryce Dallas Howard Network at BDH Network, which Bryce just followed Ooh. two days ago, by the way. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Number, cool, Bryce. Follower number 139. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the inner circle. Gonna frame that. I know. I, I really am on the internet. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, changed I, my life. <laughs> you know, I think the the best part about doing this podcast is meeting awesome people like you and, and interacting with the people who who make these films, and uh, so many others that have been a part of the show or or just the community in general. Uh, you know, countless people have have emailed, called into the voicemail line, responded to our polls, and uh, any other kind of questions that we throw out there. And everybody has interacted like immensely on social media. So I really, really appreciate that. And of course, I got to yeah. thank you guys for, for coming on here and being a part of this nearly every week. Um, I consider you all, like every one of you, part of the podcast. You're not just like a guest or anything. So, and uh, even the people that aren't here on this episode, I, I consider you all, you know, part of the show. And it's, it's not just my show, it's, it's your show. You know, you're all super important and you're all hosts along with me. And, uh, you know, I've said it from the start. It's a community podcast, and uh, that's the reason why you five are here today. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you. So thanks to you guys and to everybody else. And thank Thank you. Thank you. You do an amazing job. Yeah. (laughs) You're really good. Producing it, amazing. Every week. Keep it going. Applaud you. Amazing, dude. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Um, I definitely plan to keep it going for a while. So uh, we'll we'll be in touch, and we'll have you on again soon. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it. Take it easy, guys. See you later. See you guys later. Bye. Welcome to Jurassic World. Explore the park like never before with this amazing fan project. Ride a gyrosphere in first person, and learn all about Jurassic World's history and scenery. Come up close, and observe our beautiful dinosaurs, located all around the park. The park, is open. So, what are you waiting for? 
Jurassic World 3D Project. Download it for free today and get exploring. Now, you've just heard the reveal of the big project I've been working on for a little while now behind the scenes. The Jurassic Park Podcast now has a website. Head over to JurassicParkPodcast.com to take a peek at everything we have to offer. Now, I just wanted to take a second to kind of do a rundown of the website for you. Um, Like a lot of websites, the homepage is our blog, where you can find every episode of the podcast, along with any written articles or other news. Now, each week, you'll be able to find the show notes, along with each episode, directly in our feed. The uh, articles, they'll come whenever we feel inspired or have some uh, news to report. Now, if you look up at our navigation, we'll include links to iTunes and YouTube, as well as our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds for easy access. Uh, Of course, the About section has a little bit of information about the podcast and myself as the host. You'll also find my personal Twitter feed directly in there, just in case you want some updates from me. Um, I made sure to add a great section under contributors uh, to showcase everybody you heard here on the podcast today because they have all been such important parts of the show. Uh, You'll see their lovely faces, a little bit of info on them, and their Twitter links. I've also included Twitter links to every guest who's been a part of the podcast before. Now, that section will surely be growing in the coming years, so don't forget to keep checking back as we add more guests. Now, if you get lost or need some kind of uh, information, maybe you're looking for a specific episode or, or a certain topic or a guest that's been part of the show, you can use the search function on our homepage over on the sidebar. Now, I think it'll make it easier for you to track down anything that you're interested in. Say, for instance, you're looking for more information about park maps, uh, you know, throughout the Jurassic series. All you got to do is type in park maps, search for it, and you'll see episode 31 with Dan Cron, where we talked about all the incongruences in the park maps. Or if you want to find any episode with Jennifer Tarek, just type in her name and the episode will pop up. Now, throughout the website, you'll see our social links for the aforementioned Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and iTunes, but also for Google Play, SoundCloud, Tumblr, Flickr, and our email, actually. You can also choose to head to our contact page to find our phone number along with a contact form if you ever want to send anything in. It'll send it directly to us. So if you want to submit a topic, request to be a guest, send in your top fives or tens, or really anything else, you can do so right there on the contact page. So please... Head over to JurassicParkPodcast.com to check everything out, like the posts, share the posts, and let everybody know that you visited and listened to the podcast. Oh, hear fire! Do not fire! God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Boy, my head being right all the time. We're gonna have to drop the can! Are you ready? One, two, come on! This week, I have an audio segment for you. It's a fun interview with Ariana Richards and Joe Mazzello all the way back in 1993, where they visited the Today Show to talk with Katie Couric about Jurassic Park. Take a listen. Dinosaurs in the new movie Jurassic Park are just creatures on the screen to most kids. There are a couple of youngsters to whom the big reptiles mean a whole lot more. They are Ariana Richards and Joe Mazzello, who played the two children in the movie, and being terrified wasn't always an act. Ariana Richards and Joe Mazzello, good morning. Congratulations to both of you. Thanks. How much fun was this, Ariana? It was so much fun. Uh, It was just 
I think, the most wonderful experience with Stephen and the dinosaurs and everything. Joe, how about for you? Was it fun or was it scary some of the time? It was uh, really thrilled to work with all the dinosaurs, and but the dinosaurs were scary because they're just so real, yeah. and realistic, and everything. That you had a, a close call, didn't you, during one of the scenes that you all yeah. had one of the very scary scenes, I might add, in the kitchen? Tell me what oh. happened. Well, um, what's supposed to happen is I'm supposed to go running into the freezer, a walk-in freezer, and um, I have there's this pole. And so the dinosaur sees me and it's running after me. And um, so I go and I swing around this pole and it slips on the ice. And so what happens is I have to get out, I slip on the ice also. So I get, I get out just in time and I close the door shut. But didn't you, uh, didn't it hit you yeah. somehow? And, and it hit you on the head with its claw, didn't it? Yeah, what happened was um, when I go into the freezer, I'm supposed to um, bear left and it's supposed to bear right. But what happened was when I bared left, it bared left with me. Ooh, yeah. and, it wasn't uh, supposed to happen. And then mm -hmm. what happened? And it hit me right here on the head, and I got black and blue, and it was my birthday. So. It was your birthday. Happy so birthday. to top things off, it was yeah. your birthday, and the, and the dinosaur hit you in the head. Yeah. Did you have any scary moments? Well, I think the whole thing was really an adventure to shoot, and there were a few scary parts. Um, I think I always remember this scene with the T-Rex where um, Joe and I are in the Jeep, and we have like this plastic bubble over us and the T-Rex is smashing down on us and it's biting this thing and we're screaming. In fact, there's Very Mr. Scary. T himself. Oh yeah. Doing that. That that was that was scary, wasn't it? Did you you know, obviously the dinosaurs aren't real. Hello. But did you ever worry that the mechanical things were going to fall on top of you or that something yes. would go wrong? One time when that happened, um the plastic bubble was over us and it was screeching against um the plastic bubble. One time, one of its teeth fell off. Oh, wow. and I was just and I was just so scared. I thought like it crashed and it was just going to come down on us. So I just rolled out of the car. I didn't know what was going to happen. All we had between us and the T Rex was this little thin sheet of plastic, and it's very scary because it's really there and it's biting the scene. It really left teeth marks on it too because it was really biting it in the scene. <laughs> Gosh, now what was Steven Spielberg like? To he was great. Just, he was. You all both love him, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. He yeah, was so fun. I want to become a director yeah. when I get older, so I learn lots of stuff from him. He's very organized and everything. What was it? What, how was he good in terms of helping you all? I, I think he was wonderful because he made it so fun all the time. And also, he's so creative. Um, sometimes in scenes, he really keeps you on your toes because on the spot, he'll just change a whole scene all the way around and change all the dialogue and everything. But then it comes out so much better. But isn't and, that hard yeah. for you to have to read? Well, it's, he, it's actually not is, that hard. No. He tells us in like so that how we would understand. Yeah, and, and he just tells us what's going to happen now. You all do it's spend funny. an awful lot of time in the movie screaming. Uh -huh. So, oh yeah, Ariana, give me your best scream. Yeah. Right here, right now. Look out. <laughs> well, it'd be really loud. That's okay. Okay. Ah! <laughs> that was pretty good. Go ahead, Joe. I want to give you a chance. Thank you both very, very much. Very convincing. And you guys were both terrific in the film. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks so much for coming in. Nice to meet you. Um, I can't say it was nice to hear you scream. Oh, yeah, but it was, it was also, <laughs> also um, it was really funny because we both had things happen on our birthdays because my birthday was on the day of the hurricane. That's right. Not to mention <sighs> that you filmed this thing during yeah. a hurricane, I which know. must have been really scary, too. Oh, yeah, that was pretty scary. It was pretty good that we <laughs> survived through it.
It's also fun because well, I make um made impressions of in everybody on the cast and crew. Oh, good. Yeah. And we played cards, and Stephen told us ghost stories while we were waiting. Well, it sounds like yeah. it, all in all, it was a terrific experience, if yeah. if not a little bit scary. You all yeah. both actually, deserve a merit badge. Actually, half of the roof actually did blow off, so that was Yikes. pretty scary. They had to move everybody to the other side of the room. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's a great movie, and I, I enjoyed talking and meeting you both. Thanks, Thanks. a lot for coming in. Ariana Richards, Joe Mazzello. Correct, Joe? Yes. Okay, <laughs> great to see you all. I always love going back and listening to great interviews such as this one. I think it's really fun to hear their thoughts as kids, performers, and their aspirations for their careers. Now, you may have heard Joe mention wanting to become a director, and actually this year he is releasing his directorial debut, Undrafted. Now, I think it's awesome to see his dreams come to fruition like that. So if you want to see this video, check out our show notes and take a look. Seven o'clock tomorrow night on the East Dock. Make sure he gets it right. But it's alive! And everyone on the planet is going to line up to appreciate it and everything done. People would say they could see the fleas. Oh, I could see the fleas. Mommy, can't you see the fleas? Are, are these characters uh, auto-erotic? I don't know. Come on! We are doing another giveaway segment here on the Jurassic Park podcast to celebrate the year mark of the podcast. Now, I have two DVDs to give away, Jurassic World on standard DVD and The Good Dinosaur on Blu-ray. Now, I will be picking two winners and giving them the DVD of their choice. The rules are as follows. If you want to win, you need to go over to our iTunes and give us a five-star review, leave a comment with the hashtag JurassicGiveaway, and the movie you'd like to win. So this contest is a win-win for both of us. As long as you give us that five-star review, we'll be able to reach a bigger audience, bring in more people, and make the podcast better overall. It'll really, really help us. At the same time, you'll be able to win one of two amazing DVDs. So let me review this one more time. All you have to do is go to iTunes and give us a five-star review along with the hashtag Jurassic Giveaway in either Jurassic World or The Good Dinosaur. Once the contest is over, we'll mass all the people who entered, put you in a pool, and we'll pick the entries to win. Now, don't forget, The Good Dinosaur is a Blu-ray DVD, so obviously you'll need a Blu-ray player to enjoy it. You'll find a post on our website that includes all the details and the links to our iTunes. Thanks for listening to the 53rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, I need to thank them all again. Jen, Matt, James, Steve, and Dan have all been such a huge part of the show, and I'm glad to call them cohorts in this adventure. Don't forget to check out our website for all their Twitter handles, so go say hi. Also, a huge thanks to everybody that's been a part of this show. Chris Lanham, Victoria from Victoria's Cantina, Chris from Criss Cross Media, Zach Carlisle, Michael Pierce, Sabrina and Garrett from I Know Dino, Jurassic Collectibles, Olivia Dolphin, Max Wood, Tim Lewinson, John Scott and Nate Vanderkamp from Raw Thrills, and Lord Christine. Also, the countless amounts of listeners that have either called in, emailed, or interacted with us online. We really, really appreciate it. Please don't forget to go support BDH Network in the fight against Huntington's disease. Now, you, all you have to do is donate a few spare dollars, and BDH Network will give back to you with some free stickers. You'll also find a link to the fight in the show notes. Remember to head over to DinosaurStop.com 
to find more information about the amazing giveaway they have going on right now. There's so much to win and so little to actually do to win. Head over to their website to find more, dinosaurstop.com. Of course, don't forget to head over to our brand new website. Scour around and use it as a source for the future. We'd love for you to keep coming back. Also, don't forget about the giveaway that we have going on. Just review the podcast in iTunes and leave a comment with the hashtag Jurassic Giveaway as well as which DVD that you want to win. Either Jurassic World Standard DVD or The Good Dinosaur on Blu-ray. The only way to win is to leave us that five-star review, so go do it now. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podomatic, YouTube, or really wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes each and every week. Now, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, top tens, or comments to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give her a voicemail a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Awesome. <laughs> cool. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Sorry I was so late. Oh. <laughs> I know. Betty. Sorry I was... Uh, Sorry, so we, we spoke about all the good stuff before you got on. It's fine. Yeah, we, we, oh. we probably had an hour's <laughs> worth of conversation before you came on, so... <laughs> Sorry about that, yeah. I was completely completely forgot i woke up in a panic <laughs> but yeah anyway. I, I i know it was it was kind of rough to to ask you guys like jen's at work right now and and it was early for you know you and matt how are you and... not fired jen <laughs> I, i'm hiding in the bathroom i don't know it's that a sunday there's one long there's number no two bosses around. <laughs> I, I do have to run solution, but uh, I'll get there. Somebody's outside the bathroom, like, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Jen, you (laughs) alright? I know. I should put a note on the door. (laughs) They did. They did call me on the intercom, and I was like, "Wow, I'll be there (laughs) (laughs) in a minute." So there's priorities. There are important priorities here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had to press the mute button and go get Griffin. He, you should, he was barking Brad, at my you should door. This is an extra at the end of the podcast. Oh, it's a little surprise. It's recording, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, add it on. Did we talk about that, the, the aftercast thing? Gen- yeah, the, we the did. The toilet habits of Jennifer Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> I know, in the bathroom for an hour and 41 minutes. <laughs> I, always, uh, I always like to save the end of the podcast for a way to make fun of uh, Dan here. Because uh, every time, oh, he, well, no, it's actually more so to make fun of me because he always, you always do that, you know, like the visitor center thing where you make fun and of now, me every time. Oh, we're off to the I center. love the pause before it. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Sometimes I record that segment like four times, like just to get it right. This this is going to be <laughs> a tough good one. Every time. I don't know how I'm going to do it on this one because I have to say like 
five different names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a long. You could do. Out. You could, I don't know. You could just say we've got James and Steve from Jurassic Newcastle. We've got Jennifer Lynn from the Brass Dad. How uh, yeah. network already You're fifteen already minutes long. Back. Already fifteen minutes long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. It's that's the thing. Like when there's loads of us, the topics just go on because I've seen everyone wants yeah. to talk about. Don't they? It's good though. It's good yeah. stuff. I, I, like, yeah, um, sorry, we hit we hit like every topic that I had written out, and uh, and a few more. So so that was fun. Nice. It's good that we're all well, Jurassic World lovers as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Kinda, that's like a prerequisite a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, anyway, thank you guys. Right, I'm going to shoot off. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, I have to make sure I'm not press. fired. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely don't be fired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. right. Can't do some work. <laughs> I know. It's been fun. Thank you. For See you later. Me. Nice talking to you guys. See you later. Take care. Bye. Bye.